You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred, and this week we have another special guest, co-host, and you know, he's actually just kind of down the street, uh, or at least he's in the same city that I'm in, so we're both coming from Texas, live from San Antonio, Texas this time. Uh, I'm, to- I'm talking about... City. Countdown City, the 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 home of Tim Duncan and the Spurs, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, that's Chris Gossades. Hello, Chris. How are you doing, sir? On the what other side of San Antonio. Up? What is up, homie? How you been? I have been pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's good. Better than Robbie Reyes. Not as good as Luke Cage. <laughs> I, I guess is how I could put it on a scale. Uh, fair enough. So Chris uh, has actually been on a podcast previously with us uh, for the, I think it was Age of Ultron, uh, the movie oh, yeah, review yeah, yeah. Uh, episode that we did. And then you also, I always tell people this because we've got business, I've got, well at least I've got business cards now. And I hand them out and it's got the logo of the comic book character's logo on the business yep. card. And that's you, man. That's all you. You you are the maestro yeah. behind the, the, the brush there. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I always, you know, Ig and I really do appreciate uh, you doing that for us because uh, we get a lot of compliments oh, on sure. the, on the logo there. Uh, well, but you, right. you know, you're a big, you're a, a, you know, you you seem to be a pretty decent comic book fan. It seems like maybe well, uh, more um, recently, yeah. it's, you've it's grown. I think that's true for a lot of people, right? Like that's as <laughs> the, as the movies yeah. have come out and whatnot, like people are just kind of more into it. Uh, you know, you've got Definitely. you've got the Netflix yeah, yeah. shows, the 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 ABC. You've got the CW stuff, uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right in. Uh, the The Do big it. thing, the big thing that came out is, of course, the next big thing. I'm not talking about Brock Lesnar. I'm talking about Brock Netflix Lesnar. <laughs> Talking about the Netflix show Luke Cage, and uh, I so I think Chris and I both had the opportunity to watch to watch the first episode. Um, now we it's been like a week, so the, spoilers aplenty are coming, but it's only the first episode. So if you know if you haven't seen it yet and you want to see it, go ahead and stop the podcast right now and go watch. I can't believe it was a scroll. I mean, oh. I never saw that coming. I mean, the fact that he, it turns out that he was part of the power pack is just blew my mind. I had no idea <laughs> they were going to throw 80. You know, because you know what it was is that Marvel saw the success of Stranger Things and were like, right. we need more 80s kids. Power pack, you're up. And then Luke Cage was like, what, sucker? And then, but it was, it was weird. It was real weird to do that I all mean, in the first episode. Right, uh, yeah. But... So if you if you haven't seen the episode, feel free to go watch it. Come back. We're only going to talk about the first episode. You don't need to be any further than that. 
Um, but let's get let's get right off. Let's let's get right off. Mm. Let's uh, let's start. Let's, right off. <laughs> let's start off with let's uh, there, some Cage action here. Uh, I, I, w- I would die for you, but let's oh, get off. Wow, All right. wow, Purple Rain. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this town needs an enema. I don't know. Uh, wow. Whoa. All right. <laughs> whoa. 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 Well, calm down there, Prince. Uh, Luke Cage, what what yep. is the one thing that stood out most for you in this first episode? Hmm. Man, uh, let's see. Well, I kind of, I don't know, I brush it kind of like with a very cinematic eye, kind of uh, tr- try and take in all like uh, the decisions behind the camera and stuff. So it really kind of felt disjointed to me. In terms of, like, um, the cinematography? Yeah, in terms of cinematography choices, in terms of, like, how they were framing stuff. But then just, like, the whole narrative coming together, it really kind of, uh, it would just boil down to sequences, and they didn't really kind of interlace too well, if that makes any sort of sense. Right. So you're saying, um, you're saying the foundation for the show have, is, ske- is like, sketchy to begin with. Like, the... Yeah. <laughs> it's uneven. It's uneven. Yeah, well, I like how they got the Power Man thing right there in the that's, first five that's minutes. That was good. That was nice. Yeah. That's a little touch. But, no, it, it started out kind of modern, right? It started out, they're just, you know, bullshitting in the barbershop about basketball, like you do. Yeah, I mean. In Harlem. Yeah, I mean, let me just interject real quick. I was immediately yeah. hooked into the show because the first 10 minutes of it is just them talking about <laughs> basketball. I love basketball. I was in. I'm like, all right, NBA season, let's go. <laughs> I was in. I was so – I didn't give a shit about the superhero stuff. I was just ready because of basketball. So, I mean, I, I was in. They, they they hooked me in right away. But please continue. Yeah. No, from there, it was, it was all right. It was good opening. Um, you got the characters talking back and forth. Banner establishes characters, of course. But – um, then after that, it was, you know, I, fuck, I wish they had more B-roll. I wish they had more establishing shots of like the neighborhood, uh, almost before even the barbershop really. Mm-hmm. But because to me, like as much as Harlem is playing a role in the story, it really needs, needs to be introduced. Like Luke Cage was introduced, you know, it just needs to be its own character. And, um, they were doing that. All right. I mean, they started off modern, right. But then they started doing the whole kind of like the, the funk beats and, the. Um, the, the the jive talk kind of right. the black exploitation kind of aspect of it. Well, and also then we put a big part. I think the music also had a lot to do with that. You you have uh, so actually one of my favorite artists, recording artists, is a guy, yeah. Raphael Sadiq. Oh um, shit! Yeah. So he, I was like, whoa, is that Raphael Sadiq? And then like, in case you didn't know, like in the dialogue, <laughs> they're like, Sadiq is jam is hot or something like some ridiculous line that didn't need right. to be there. But I was like, okay, oh, yeah. well, that answered my question. Like, but <laughs> but the music is very. Um, I mean, it's real interesting the music choices that they make, and it, it's really funny because I was thinking the same thing as you. I was thinking that the, the Harlem setting was going to itself be like a character in the show. That doesn't right. seem to be the case so far. But what I would argue mm-hmm. is that the music is like a character in the show already. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely. a it's a very prominent in this show at least in the first episode yeah it's uh that marvel's kind of like uh, every now and then they'll play it really safe when it comes to the soundtrack and the score um and it, there there's shades of that here and there like i guess um or later on in the episode like uh you know the the score is really kind of predictable but yeah but for the most part it's like uh, just you know 
actual music from the actual world we live in, which yeah. is nice to hear. Yeah. And well, yeah, no, and that's totally true. That's definitely something that Marvel has been um, criticized for. I think is that a lot of people say that you, we that Marvel doesn't have like a defining sort of aesthetic musically like there isn't mm. a, a main theme even even though the avengers kind of have their own theme it's not that right. memorable for most people um and which is true like when you think of iron man you think of like acdc you don't think of any like orchestral score not like yeah. a star wars not like a superman or an indiana jones or jaws or you know the list goes on and on and on for all these other mm. kind of pop culture icons but marvel which is I mean, you you could argue that Marvel over the last ten years is the most prominent pop culture thing that exists in mm-hmm. our world, or at least in American culture. You could argue that, but definitely not from a musical standpoint. They, right. they haven't really made a footprint in that sense. But this show, even it's just one little show, right? It's just yeah. one Netflix show. But I feel like at least through the first episode, pretty strong musical start for music yeah. for musical for Luke Cage. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure they drew influence from uh, how Guardians did it. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Even they did it really well. There's even a scene there where I think you're in. I, I imagine it's Luke Cage's apartment. You see like a poster yeah. of Miles Davis. Yeah, yeah. In the background, and then you see the. And Ig and I had talked about this previously when we saw the trailer, but there's the giant. And again, it's the one thing that I'm a little... The writers of Luke Cage are a little too on the nose sometimes. Uh, here's another example of that. In that when you have Cottonmouth, like the villain... He's basically the kingpin, right, of Harlem, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, he's he's standing, and behind him is this giant portrait of, of Biggie Smalls. Right. It's a really cool portrait. But he makes, like, obvious reference to it, like... <laughs> which is fine i guess it's just it's so on the nose yeah and they, they do that time and again in this show i wonder if they're going to keep doing that or if maybe they're just doing it because it's the first episode and they're just they don't want people to miss stuff i guess yeah but i mean it's kind of hard when he kind of walks into the crown into I the mean, frame it's, yeah it's it's, it's, it's Stark middle in the frame. And I see, but I would have liked. Into it. I would have liked that in terms of the cinematography. If he also wasn't giving a speech about right. Biggie Small, like you don't need both. You don't. <laughs> you don't need both. Okay. You, you don't. You just one or the other would have been fine. Um, yeah. And plus, I kind of, I kind of think he kind of got it wrong, like about what you notice about the about the photo. Because he, what is it? He says that. Uh, oh, you notice a crown because everybody crown. wants to be the king, right? Um, no, it's, whenever I see that photo, it's uh, uneasy, lies the head that wears the crown. Yeah, it's the eyes. Yeah. It's the eyes. I, yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, I mean, I guess, dude, like, that's, <laughs> sorry, cotton, cotton mouth guy. I like, I don't, I don't agree with you. Please don't punch me in the face. Like, <laughs> um, but okay. So, so, okay. So you said that, that you thought that, that, uh, it was sort of uneven, uh, you know, yeah, well, the dialogue to me, kind of like um, when he was bartending, the dialogue was kind of forced. It was kind of, mm. you know, too too jive heavy with the vocabulary, I guess. If you're going to go black exploitation, then, you know, there's things that do that already, like black dynamite on Adult Swim and shit. Um, and they're doing it, you know, as satire. As yeah, it's like hyper satire yeah. in that in that sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then it's it, you know, came, came back into like just, you know, speaking normally, which should be good enough. 
but um, it's not really it's not really too Joss Whedon-y either. Like there's quips here and there, but it's not reliant on that. And um, I don't know. It just felt like you could tell there might be a couple of different writers writing a couple of different parts. Yeah, I'm really curious, and that'll be something we're definitely going to have to track uh, moving forward to see if if they get a rhythm in terms of the writing. Yeah. It's not bad. It, I'm not saying that it's bad, but I do. I, I definitely see what you're saying. It's a pilot. It's a, and all pilots are kind of shaky. Right. Um, well, you know, it's kind of interesting because I wonder if with Netflix series, because they're ordered as a series and not necessarily as a, you know, as a mm-hmm. pilot in like the way the, the network works where you're shopping right. a pilot to get a series. But I wonder if they still, obviously they still have to establish everything in the pilot and yeah. it can get a little messy. I, I think they'll improve. It's not a bad start. I, I do see the comparisons to that show, The Wire, uh, from HBO. Now, granted, oh, yeah. the, the Wire is, you know, arguably again the best drama television show of, of all time. <laughs> so you don't want to try to compare, put yourself in that sentence too often. I think that's high praise. It, uh, but there are moments. There are moments where I'm like, oh yeah, this kind of reminds me of The Wire, but but not. It, it's it's not to that pedigree. Um, yeah. Uh, well. I- you know, first footing out there. It's uh, well, to me the whole what you really need to establish in the from from, uh, from the jump really is the call to action. Like, why is he gonna do the crazy shit that he's gonna do in the rest of the series? And they were, you know, trying to establish that with the you know he sees his friends from the barbershop kind of falling to a life of crime. He has the memories, the flashbacks of what happened to him at Seagate, and then at the end he saves his landlord. That kind of a uh, yeah, it, didn't was, really feel it was a little like, weird yeah. to me too. Like, why now? Like, why just choose that now? Like, you could have yeah. you could have been doing this. I mean, there are there are larger things at stake that you did not act on that were right, right. way more problematic. But, but I guess that's maybe to show that he's flawed, you know, and that he, you know, that he regrets not acting on dis- on things earlier. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it's so hard to tell. Um, I like how he said he wasn't for hire. But motherfucker, uh, that's that's like your tagline. <laughs> that's your that's your title. Okay, you're Luke Cage, hero for hire. Okay, you're not for rent. You're not. You're not an Uber service. You you're accepting payments. You are you are taking Square. You have that on your mobile device. Yeah, you have that little block thing that plugs into the uh, headphone adapter. Oh man, <laughs> by the way, what is Square gonna do? Now no, that's with the iPhones. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like the second after that happened, it's like, oh shit! iPhone just wants to take it all. Apple just wants to take Apple the Square Pay. stuff away. Yeah, yep, that's their whole. Re- that really probably was the real reasoning. Yeah, behind the thing. Golly, Apple. Um, Illuminati. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I I I mean, it's a good. It's a pretty good start. I liked it. I didn't not. I mean, I definitely liked it. Uh, but I definitely could see you know some of the things that you said for sure. Uh, yeah, well, I, mean, I didn't know if I was like seeing the wrong mood or whatever, so I saw it twice, but and I was like, no, I think I have my right, I have the first impression right. Um, it, it shows promise. I mean, goddamn, I love the diversity of the cast. <laughs> it, it's you know, black people kind of like they need this kind of representation in Marvel. Um, you have who T'Challa? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, no, you got you got Falcon too. But... Yeah, you got you got Sam Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this is great. There's the one one char- the one white character is this kind of dopey cop right now. Right. It's always yeah. a dopey cop, of course. <laughs> um, you know, 
I like, I kind of like one thing that I thought was, at first I was like, ah, but then I was like, no, that's, that's pretty true to the character is kind of how much of a ladies man Luke Cage is and like <laughs> how kind of sexually charged he is as a person. Well, shit, he got it on with Jessica in the first episode of her yeah, series. Yeah, and then, but then he gets this, the auditor, quote unquote, who's the cop oh, yeah. being the cop. Um, you know, he, he like gets with her and it's kind of like a real sexy vibe to it. And I was like, okay, I kind of wasn't expecting that. But then I thought like, wait, why wasn't I expecting that? This is <laughs> this Luke Gage. This is part of his thing. Um, he's a power man, you know? Yeah. So, passionate. Passionate. He's passionate, pa- man. He's a passionate man. Uh, but yeah. I, I, like, I, the whole, uh, I yeah. like the whole invisible man uh, kind of uh, nod they did there. What was that? The... Uh, when he, yeah, when he was at his apartment uh, after he kind of saw uh, shades and he was thinking about leaving, oh, uh, right, right. he picks up one of the books he has and it's the Invisible Man. And uh, I was like, oh shit! I guess there's a lot of parallels. Like the Invisible Man is a um, literary work, and it, uh, <laughs> no, yes, <laughs> yes, all about trying about. to find your identity and your identity is being imposed upon you all the time by others. But what you really need to do is create it for yourself. And so that was kind of cool to see. I mean, I don't know how much of a much of an influence that was making the comic to begin with, but um, yeah, no, no, that's I a like really it. good inference. Uh, I, I honestly I didn't catch it, but only because there, that was during one of the segments in which my internet uh, dropped a little, so the, oh. the quality of my feed went down. And I Classic honestly, the internet. no, it's really funny because like I saw <laughs> I saw the. I saw the book and it was like, what is the title? I can't read it. <laughs> and I just, I just like it. I just moved past it and I kind of just left it at that. I didn't realize that it was invisible, man. That that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, layers. Okay. There's layers here. The writers are trying. Uh, <laughs> it's just promise. Are trying. I, I think it's going to be good. Um, I mean, it's definitely not bad. It's definitely not suicide squad we'll touch on that in a little Jesus, bit Jesus, dude why? um I, well you know because the world is having such a good day i know but the world is not all sunshine and pony but i almost all said this chit chat is gonna get you hurt uh, yeah yeah all this watching is gonna get me hurt <laughs> all this watching of these terrible th- anyway uh let's let's go on to another marvel property but this one is a marvel fo- a fox it's actually a fox studios property so therefore we don't really know if it's going to be good or not it's it's not like a marvel (laughs) studios film we we have no idea it could be deadpool it could be x-men apocalypse Uh, i don't know it could be x-men origins Uh uh-oh just a quicksilver movie just him see i would be all for hours i would be all for it except that movie would cost them $500 $500 million to make because they would just be like special effects the entire time. License music. License, yeah. Can we get like, like the, like the, uh, what's it, cranberries maybe and like maybe some Bruce Springsteen. Cranberries. Somehow. Yeah, I just, I'm just like maybe some U2. Like who's the most yeah. expensive people that we can like? Metallica, I'm sure. Metallica. Michael Jackson. Like let's just, <laughs> let's just go for broke. Uh, but no, we, we saw, uh, and we'll throw this on in the thread. They showed the official first movie poster and title for the Wolverine film. Everyone was wondering what it was going to be called. It's going to be called Wolverine. It was going to be called old man Logan, you right. know, so on and so forth. Turns out it's just going to be called Logan. <laughs> just that's it. Logan, which is all right. That's his name. 
right? Okay. Um, more like Logan. Oh, more like right because he's like Slogan because he's real old. Like he's slow. Ah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. synergy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the cool, the kind of interesting thing about the poster that's getting everybody in, a, you know, in a tizzy, is that you see this on the poster. It's like his hand, the claws are coming out. His hand is like it's. You see his hand coming down, and then you see a little, little bitty tiny hand, little, oh. little bitty tiny hand holding his hand. Um. With the claws out. I mean, that's uh, not for nothing, but Child Protective Safe, uh, Services needs yeah, to be alerted. Immediately. Imme- that is a, that's an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> like 99 out of 99 times, that's an accident. It's 100% of the time. Um, <laughs> 60% of the time, it's an accident every time. Um Speaking so riddles, though, man. We see it's my brain. My brain is, you know, it's what it does. Uh, so we see this little hand. It's got everyone in a tizzy, and everyone is the internet. The internet, as a collective, seems to have come to the conclusion that, that is the hand of Laura Kinney. Laura Kinney, uh, otherwise known as X twenty three, who in the comic Marvel comics is actually Wolverine. Now she's all new Wolverine with claw action and well the thing is that uh the people that do think that this is laura kenny they're mm-hmm. kind of upset because laura is not a child in the comic she's mm-hmm. like a young woman she's mila kunis she's she is mia kunis if you and i know you know what i'm talking about if you play the uh <laughs> marvel versus capcom 3 video game, she's in the game it looks just like mia kunis that is Hundred percent accurate. Who uh, died? Yep, that's 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 Doctor Doom, man. That's right. That's, same dude, right? <laughs> so, he's like Weapon X, right? Doctor no, Doom. No, same man. Dude? He's a, like okay. a he's Latvian, Lat Latvia. I don't know. Anyway, huh? What? Uh, Laura Kenny. She's not a child. This is the point, right? So people are people are like, well, what are they doing? Are they going to change her character? Are they going to make her a little kid? Is he going to be have to protect a little kid the whole time? Yeah, mm. uh, I mean, I don't know. Probably it looks like that's probably. But here's the thing: right. they they've come out. I think it was the director. He came out and said that this is. He said this is the darkest X Men <laughs> film to ever come out, and that made, immediately made me think, oh my god. Is Zack nope. Snyder directing the film? <laughs> no, that, Zach... it's for, for, for the first couple of dailies, they left the lens cap on. That's oh, what it that's was. Why, there you go. Because Zack Snyder, uh, we know, doesn't know how to use color in film. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought maybe they got him on <laughs> as a cinematographer. Uh, but but seriously, it's supposed to be the darkest X-Men film, whatever that means. And then mm-hmm. they also, and I don't know if you saw this, but they released a photo of uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X who is apparently still alive and kicking. I don't actually even know where in the timeline this movie takes place, but Professor X look, looks as old as dirt, man. Like he looks, <laughs> he looks like death reincarnate. Like it's like they killed him and then went, ah, we went too far, backed it off like a month and then left him there a month before death. Like that is, wow. He looks rough. Okay. <laughs> Now, how rough is it? Rougher than Hawkeye in uh, Civil War? <laughs> it's 
It's a different kind of rough, but it's like that. It's like when you're when you go to the club and it's it's one fifty five a.m. and the lights turn on. So that's <laughs> the look of fear. Uh, that is, he looks really bad. Um, we'll we'll throw that picture up on the thread. He just looks really old. He looks like withered and old. And I'm just like, so that makes me question like where in the timeline is this movie going to fall? Is it in the future? Is it in the present? Right. I have no idea. Just no idea. But uh, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? If X-23 is in the film, let's just, let's let's just assume that. uh, But if they change her to the point where she's a little kid and now it's like, right. Like a six-string samurai type situation where well, you've shit, got yeah. the yeah yeah I was about to say it sounds like lone wolf and cub oh yeah that or, be or lone awesome? wolf. right lone wolf right yeah um, that would totally work that would totally, totally fit the character I think um yeah now that you're saying that about the Patrick Stewart thing that it's an image but uh it would be kind of weird to see like a you know one for one kind of old man Logan take and the on, you know, it's on screen. Mm-hmm. It's because they can't include any of the other characters. Right. Because that, um, that story, as much as it's an X-Men story, it's an all-Marvel story. Right. And, yeah. And people have made the argument that Marvel Studios could do an Old Man Logan movie without Wolverine mm. much better than Fox could with Wolverine because of right. because of all the other characters that you could incorporate. And yeah. I, th- I think that's true. I mean, I you know... Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, so what do you think of them about? So you you think it's so you think it, they could do it like that if they go lone wolf cub. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of following in the Wolverine, like uh, how heavily Japanese influenced that was. Uh, I, I I don't think it'd be too far fetched to do a lone wolf and cub style story. Um, I guess I, I haven't really had too much uh, I guess familiarity with X twenty three. I I read NYX. But um, yeah, I mean that's I think, that's her that's her first appearance. Yeah, yeah. I think isn't there? So, so I, yeah, I don't really know what happened to her with the whole uh, Civil War stuff. Or like, didn't she like uh, didn't Hope fuck her up one time? I think before he got sent off. Oh, before uh, the Planet Hulk stuff. Uh, yeah, I I guess probably I. Yeah. I do recall at one point they were kind of teasing a fight between them because, of course, famously Wolverine. Right. First right. appearances in Hulk against fighting Hulk, so they were like, "Oh, well, now it's her turn." She just like gets dusted, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, Jobber, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know when Undertaker yeah. when Undertaker Undertaker's fighting Gary Johns, you know Gary that's Gary Johnson's the when I was trying to make up a name and I came up with the, <laughs> with the damn Libertarian Party. Oh man, uh, Lepo? Green, what's our, Lepo? I was trying to make up a name. Greg Johnson. When you see The Undertaker fighting Greg Johnson, you kind of know how it's going to go. You know how it's going to turn. Or Gary Johnson. Fuck it. Whatever. Well, I can't get it out of my head now. I just see that. <laughs> just just Jim Ross. Just, uh, <laughs> Gary Johnson holding his own. Who would have guessed? The high the governor of New Mexico. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, we're having too much of a good time. I'm going to bring it down real quick. Oh, oh, oh shit. Here we go. Real quick. Warner Brothers has just oh. announced that oh, no. they're they're doing it again. They're, they're, stop. They're Please fu- stop. They're fucking doing uh-huh. it again. They're releasing Suicide Squad on Blu-ray oh. and HD oh. video formats oh. as an extended cut. They're going to oh. give us the film that we were supposed to have to begin with, apparently. Um, oh, they're going to give it to us, all right. Here's the thing. I, You know, Ig and I had, had 
we contemplated this, and we're worried that this is actually mm-hmm. Warner Brothers' sort of long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. And it appears that that has come to fruition. That that seed has borne fruit. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> because, because they're doing it again. Okay, they did it first with BVS. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you could argue that the extended cut is sort of better. It's at least not as confusing. Um, but then just release that film. Just stop doing this. Like they're, it's like they keep making all these mistakes when they're they're doing the final edit of the film. And then they go back and realize once the outcry for the public outcry is like, Oh, this is shitty. This is terrible. Stop ruining these (laughs) characters, please. Uh, then they go back and like, Oh yeah, we should have done all that. And then they release these extended cuts. And also, obviously they want to, bump up their their video sales mm-hmm. uh, obviously you can tell from my reaction i'm not a fan <laughs> of this trend <laughs> at it's all the, it's the worst parts of the video game industry coming to to film it's just oh right the, the dlc well, right like yeah <laughs> what we've been doing is we, we've been watching the beta of these movies <laughs> yeah and then the the final the, the season pass whatever the fuck you want to call it is in the blu-rays 49.99 yeah you, you already, bought the you, game. You already bought the game. For did 60 you buy bucks. the whole game? No, you sure didn't. Oh, you wanted to be able to run in the game. That's <laughs> uh, that's a DLC pack. Yeah. It's only going to cost you three ninety nine, but you can run. <laughs> did you want to look up? Do you want to jump? <laughs> want to jump? That's me, com- well, I got a deal for you. That's coming out in two weeks. Get the jump function in there. Um, y- yeah, here's the. But I think. The other thing is because because I do this podcast, I have to watch the damn film again. I have to watch the stupid extended cut because yeah, because I have to talk about it. So I'm just like, I don't want to watch that movie anymore. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to watch. That's it hurts me. I don't want to watch it anymore. But though, if they had just made a Harley Quinn Joker film from all of the footage of the rally oh, that they shot, I would have been happy with just that movie. If they if they it were like. If they it would were, have at least been watchable. My God. Yeah. yeah. If they were like, okay, we're only releasing Suicide Squad on Blu-ray and DVD and whatever, but we're going to give you like a Harley Quinn Joker short film, like a 40-minute... Here's Shit, yeah. I'd be like, buy it. I'm a pre-order right now. I want to see that. That would get me excited. But if you're just going to show me the same movie with like 20 more minutes just randomly thrown in there, <laughs> man, uh, I just... Let- Leto just giving himself tattoos. <laughs> just like grabbing mice off the ground and like petting them very <laughs> quietly for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a fan. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the strategy. I really wish no. they would fucking cut it out. They're, the thing is, it's probably going to work. People are going to buy the damn movie. And uh, and they're going to be like, oh, this is great. We're making money hand over fest. You know, those are the Warner Brothers executives. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're they're stuck in the forties. They are. They no, they are though. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Um, I'm surprised they let Will Smith anywhere near the film. But um, <laughs> woo, <laughs> welcome to Earth. And that's, so yeah. uh, that's, that's my only Will Smith impersonation. <laughs> woo. Any other thoughts about the Suicide Squad extended cut from you, Chris? Any more Captain Boomerang? That would help. I, you know what? I'm not. I don't know if you're joking or not. I would like more Captain Boomerang if they told I'm only, me. Yeah, I'm only half joking. I mean, 
I, I really want to know, is this obsession with, like, uh, unicorns and shit? Is that just, like, uh, to, like, oh, he's like Deadpool? I, I feel like some idiot, some exec producer idiot, saw Deadpool, or no, probably didn't even see Deadpool. They saw how much money Deadpool made. And then, like, one of their assistants was like, here's a two-minute reel of Deadpool. And in that two-minute <laughs> reel was a reference to a unicorn. And then the exec was like, that's what we need. That's what we need on Suicide Squad. He's quirky. Blah. <laughs> the kids love it. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I I, just, yeah. I do want more Captain Boomerang, though. I did like Captain Boomerang. Um, You're kind of a... Kind of a weird character. I mean, he's weird. He's yeah, doesn't really fit with the rest of them, but it's fine. Whatever. Right. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this. I, I no. feel. I feel like I just got punched in the gut. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna let's swing over to something a little bit uh, better, a little more positive. I think. Right. So we also got news that we got the official title for the Batman, the Bat Flick. Oh, um, only only slightly better. All right. It's. Yeah, right. The Batman with the Batman. a with a late twenty seventeen, probably most likely early twenty eighteen release date. I have a suspicion that they're gonna try to release it around Valentine's Day. Kinda like Uh-oh. Deadpool. They're gonna try to do that grab those early couple of months in the year where nothing comes out. Uh I I just have a feeling that that's where this movie's gonna end up uh hmm. planting, but uh, the Batman. First of all, Chris, what do you think of the title, The Batman? Are you well, that there's um, there's already a show like that, right? There's, I mean, there's a kind of the rebooted uh cartoon show, yeah, the, the Batman little, little kid cartoon show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, hear, I hear good things. I hear that it's good, but I, I don't know. I've never seen it. I've only caught a couple episodes, and uh, it was all right. I mean, um, I, yeah, it's 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 no the animated series from the nineties. Nothing right, is yeah. that. That's the best cartoon superhero. That's what I was say. Time, just so. just fucking take take four stories from the animated series, just string them together, and why don't why don't you just do that? DC, why are you working so hard? I know. They could, bend the wheel every goddamn time. They could just mine the scripts from the animated series. There's a couple of Clayface story arcs that are yeah. amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of great Joker stuff. There's a, Fuck. Great Harley Quinn. Episode. Like ah, one of my favorite moments from the animated series when was when Zeus is up there and then Batman kind of rises up and he goes, "Hades, my dark brother." Oh yeah. That's God true. damn it. Yeah, or the Great Ghost episode where like, uh, it, it was like it was like Bruce as a child, like his hero, like. Oh yeah, yeah, this, shit, yeah. This old like serial movie guy, right. like radio guy. It's basically the Shadow. That was yeah. great. Like, it was real meta. Like, that would play really well nowadays because everyone wants to be meta about everything. So <laughs> that that would be perfect. But no, no. They're now instead, they're they're going to make Suicide Squad extended cut. Uh, see, I didn't even let it go. I came right back to it. <laughs> um, but, okay. But here's my thing. Let it go, dude. It, you want to build a snowman? Now you're frozen. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's my deep cut. It's my unreleased track for Frozen. It's a totally different song. They didn't put it in the end credits. Uh, the Batman. People oh. are still psyched, though. They're psyched about it. They, you know, obviously, supposedly there's Deathstroke is going to be in it, and we'll talk about him in yeah. a little bit, too. Um, I mean, that's the that's the pull of the Dark Knight. I mean, he's been rebooted so many times, and it, yeah, God, like, 
he's the one superhero that like uh, you would see T-shirts of before superheroes like hit mainstream. Right, especially. Uh, well, I mean, not only that, but he was like, you know, a lot of people say that Batman, the Tim Burton Batman film, mm-hmm. was the sort of the first big summer blockbuster the way modern summer blockbusters are mm. now that that was the the first one even though there was jaws before that in indiana and jones and star wars um a lot of people do attribute at least especially within superhero genre that oh, yeah. tim burton batman was the film to do that but not only that with the merchandising and stuff now star wars did a lot of that too of course, with the toys especially, but yeah. Batman had T-shirts. Fa- I remember fanny packs. They had those little <laughs> visor hats that made everyone look insanely stupid. Uh, they had, you know, the shorts, the Dago shorts. They had slap <laughs> bracelets. They had shoes, the socks, like everything. They had yeah. Batman everything, and that was the like you said, that was the one superhero. Thing that you could see people out on the street wearing. Shit. Your dad would rock a. Uh, I mean, anybody's dad would rock a Batman shirt. Yeah. Well, nowadays, see, nowadays, nowadays, we live in a totally different world now. You know, the, yeah. the nerds won or whatever. <laughs> because you go outside or you go to the mall, you can't pass five people without one of those people wearing some comic book, something or another. Whether it's a Walking oh, yeah. Dead, Deadpool, Harley Quinn, Spider Man, if it's like a little kid, probably. Right. Um, you know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, Rocket and Groot. I mean, holy hell. Uh, they were they were real, you know, they blew up for a little bit there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are excited about Batman, the Batman. Um, and, you know, they have reason to be, I think. Yeah. I, you know, Ben Affleck has proven himself as a director. It's one thing you definitely can't take away from him. He's, he's, he knows what he does. You know, he knows what he's doing behind the camera. But it, it did lead me to think this, and, and let's go through this a little bit. Uh, I want to do sure. a little exercise with you. It's the yes, bat. Man. It's the Batman. It's the Batman. People are excited. We, all they did was put the word "the." They just put it like an, an article there, oh. right in front of his name. That's all they did. Right, the reverse Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not the. Yeah, they reversed it. They flipped. They missy misdemeanor Elliot. They flipped it and reversed it. Um, <laughs> But what if what, can we do this to other franchise fallen failed franchises? I'm sure. Let me let me try some out on you. Let me know what you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. The Green Lantern. Wow. Wow. Better. Dude. Yeah. Better. Right. More green. I mean, more lanterny. Perhaps. No. I mean, the word the way the kind of like shapes green. Ah, oh, that hit. <laughs> okay. Um. Um. The Fantastic Four. Holy shit. You know, the only thing that Fantastic Four was missing was a definite article. I mean, how many Fantastic Four? No, the. The. Not Fantastic. A. Not A. Right. Not some. <laughs> give, me, give me another. Give me another. Give me another. Okay. This is this is the last one. But I think, uh, I uh. think this proves the power right. of the the article. The steel. Shit. Oh man, Shaq, <laughs> underdog, put that on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. The steel. Shaquille O'Neal returns, 2017, baby. The steel. <laughs> Look, he's not doing anything right now. 
Nope. Okay, the basketball season hasn't started yet. He's not on TNT. Let's... You can bust out a movie in about two two, uh, two weeks. You can with, do that. With Shaq, yes, you can. Because there's not going to be a lot of dialogue. There's <laughs> not going to be a lot of anything. Right. Let. You know, and actually, you know, we, we kind of jest here. I actually kind of do like the Fantastic Four. Like, I feel like that makes <laughs> that stronger. Like, like, legitimately, I feel like that makes it stronger. But God knows they're never going to make a fucking good Fantastic Four film. Well, I mean, film in, in, in 45 years when the when Marvel gets the rights back, it's going to be the Fantastic Four. Right. Uh, and, and actually, it's funny. That teases something that we are going to be doing on a future podcast. Uh, really, really fantastic. Happy to, to announce this. We got screener copy of the the documentary that's about the Roger Corman Fantastic Four film that's never been released in the United States. Oh. So we're going to watch it. We're going to have thoughts. We might do a commentary track. Uh, <laughs> supposedly, uh, we're going to get to be able to interview some of the people involved with the documentary. It's going to be really great. We're going to do a full episode, maybe even two episodes on just that. That'll be coming out later uh, over the next few weeks, the next few months. Uh, really excited about that because that's actually going to hit Blu-ray uh, on demand and all that stuff in December around Christmas time. So we do have wow. a little bit of time to cover it before it really comes out. Really excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, so the Batman, you know, I think more right. than anything, the, what it has going for it, two things. Uh, ben Affleck is the director. Again, he's good. He, he's proven yeah. that he's good. Uh, yeah. he, I have a feeling that he, at least he's going to have the best shot at making the best DC film of this generation of DC <laughs> films. Uh, no, Nolan aside. Yeah. Well, see, no, I, I see. I consider Nolan like the last generation oh, okay. of DC films, even though the last one wasn't that long ago. I feel like with, with, um, Superman, uh, was it man of steel? Uh-huh. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Man of steel. Yeah, well, man, it, wait, man of the steel. But I think, I think that's like that's a new thing. Like from that point on, because obviously the Nolan films aren't connected to this universe. Um, yeah. But Ben Affleck, and then the villain Deathstroke. I mean, that's one of the DC's best villains, in my opinion. And and we actually have gotten word that he is in fact going to be in Justice League. Now. Jay and I talked about on the last podcast, we talked about Deathstroke a little bit, and we both said that probably one of, I know definitely one of my favorite scenes ever is in the Identity Crisis storyline. Deathstroke basically takes out the entire Justice League in five minutes. It's amazing. (laughs) It's really great. It's a great little sequence. Um, So the fact that he's going to be in the Justice League movie is pretty cool. The only thing I'm worried about is like, you know, you're already going to have all of these hero characters in the film. Uh-huh. They've got Steppenwolf, whoever that is, uh, as the main villain in the film. Isn't isn't that a... Is it going to have a magic carpet ride? <laughs> Wait, I don't... Oh, right, 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 the band. God, yeah, I mean, dude. You know where my brain went? My brain went straight to Aladdin. Right there. It's a whole new world. It was right there, immediately, immediately to Aladdin. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Magic Rapper, right? Uh, I, I I worry that there might be too much going on in that film, and <clears throat> so you know, I don't know if Deathstroke's gonna have a place there. Plus, I mean, you know, yeah, he did kind of beat Superman in the comic book one time, but like, <clears throat> how are you gonna convey that? In a movie, like, 
Yeah. You've got Superman well, and Wonder Woman bearing down on you, and you're just a dude. I mean, you're basically like Captain America, like an evil <laughs> Captain America. Uh, like, I think that's going to be a little hard. An evil Captain America? You mean Captain America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hail Hydra. <laughs> that's, I mean, Captain America. Uh, <laughs> but but what do you think? Do you think Deathstroke's going to get lost in the shuffle? Or do you think yeah. because he's such a dynamic character that he'll he'll just add to the Justice League film? Also, Zack Snyder's directing it, so I'm, that, that always makes me nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so they'll shoot. Here's what will happen. They'll shoot uh, about 15 hours of footage. And keep 30 seconds of it. <laughs> and then release uh, it. Right. <laughs> as an extended cut. And it's all just Deathstroke taking the name Slade and finding the Teen Titans. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I I only really know him as Slade, right. I guess. That, that, and, um, well, and he's predominantly a Teen Titans character. Like, he right. was, his first appearance is in the Teen Titans comic book. So if, if he has trouble dealing with the teenagers big leagues should give him you know should kick his ass pretty quickly i don't know uh if it if it works out how um is there is Bat, the batman getting released before justice league yes okay because so they can set it up pretty well like you know kind of how the scarecrow was in um was in all the dark knight films right uh they can set up like that i guess but it's so yeah like like you're saying it might be uh underuse of his character I just, I worry because I feel like if it were Marvel, I wouldn't worry because they've proven to me that for the <laughs> most part they know how to manage these characters and stuff. But DC, I mean, look at the way they introduced Cyborg, Flash, and uh, and uh, oh, yeah. Aquaman uh, in BVS. Like, it was just like, wait, what? This is how you're introducing them on a computer screen on someone's laptop in an <laughs> MPEG file? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. These kids today are used to Snapchat, Jeez. so this will work. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, mean, I have nothing else to say about it. I, I, he's a cool <laughs> character, so I hope they don't screw yeah. it up. But I, you know, they probably will. Um, all right. Speaking of death, speaking of death speaking strokes. of death strokes, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Synergy. So, st- oh no, Stan the Man Lee. Uh, apparently, has filmed four future cameos for other Marvel films. Uh, they've already filmed those now. Now, the official word out of the Marvel camp is that they're just doing this because it was easier to get them all done at once, and it allowed mm. them to uh, continue moving forward with the movies. Uh, you know, just kind of getting it out of the way, so to speak. But golly, if that doesn't sound like we're really <laughs> worried that Stanley might die. The uh, man's like a thousand years old. He is. He is. Now, I think it was Jay uh, on the last pod that made a reference to... to or may, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe it was Zig when I was just talking to him. Anyway, but like someone said that Stan Lee lives off of the life, life force of like other artists and stuff. Like, <laughs> like Jack Kirby. It's like ground up bone marrow is like keeping him alive. And so, like, he's going to go after, like, I don't know, Jim Lee or Todd McFarlane next or, like, Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> or something. So instead of uh, the portrait of Dorian Gray, it's the <laughs> artist who did the portrait of Dorian Gray. Right, right. Yeah, man, look at that. Two, folks, two literary references <laughs> this week on combo characters. Going shut, Oscar Wilde up Shut here. your damn mouth. <laughs> we, we're, we're trying to educate people through comic books, sort of, but not really. Um... <laughs> 
There are there are people that try to do that, and I appreciate that they do. Um, yeah, they call the comment code. They're on the on the YouTube's. Uh, but Stanley, oh man, I mean, you know, this is the thing about this story, this news story, is that it really bums me out. Mm. Uh, it just it just bums me out, and I know it's going to happen. We've already lost so many iconic people this year. Jesus, this year started out completely shitty. I mean, we've lost Bowie. Oh, we lost Prince. Rickman. Rickman, Gene Wilder. Just, ugh, are you kidding me? Just, like, wow. I mean, it's it's almost like there's a like an arrow pointing at Stanley at this point. <laughs> I, it's the, I don't know how much Jack Kirby bone marrow he has left, but God, I hope it I hope it suffices to at least the next yeah. year. I don't know. Um, I think I, I'm calling conspiracy on this one, dude. I think Marvel's trying to take him out. Think about it. The longer Stanley is alive, the more autographs he can do. That <laughs> devaluates his autograph on comic books. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I think I think more so than that, he's still like a producer on all these films, so he's getting a cut. So I think maybe Oh shit. That's, that's where the real money is. I mean that's if Marvel wants him out, that's that's probably why. Yeah. Uh also he hasn't made like a substantial new character since like I think the late seventies. So you know, he's been coasting for a while. It's fine. He you know, he he created most of what the characters that people care about. So My dad owns a company. Um, all right. Now, actually, I'm looking at our liner notes. Uh-huh. I mean, like, but seriously, everybody form a protective circle around Stan Lee. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's try to get him through the year at least. Yeah. Cast protect, not fireball. Yeah. Just like in Stranger Things. Um, so in my liner notes, uh, we have, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about Angel's Yield and Ghost Rider, but I want to, I want to save that for last. I want to jump mm-hmm. real quick into a very super quick, tiny little tidbit version of Casting Corner. And so this week is, it's, is there, is there music that should accompany that? No, it's just, it's just me. I mean, the did music, I, did I need to do something that I, should I have riffed? I mean, if you want, uh, I'll do right. it again. Well, you want it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cue it up. We're Cue not going to we're up. not going to edit this at all, but um, oh, fuck that. Casting corner. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. In, uh enfeebled sheep, I guess. Uh <laughs> whatever. Uh, we got some Black Panther casting. You know, we were talking about Luke Cage earlier and how it's got a very strong black and African American cast. Uh looks like Black Panther is going to do the exact same thing on the big mm. screen uh and adding to that is what will you do <laughs> <laughs> wait wait you have to wait till rogue one comes out before you reference it <laughs> hey you got it you got the reference all right well fuck you i'm the co-host <laughs> for, for this week i'm the co-host uh, force whitaker Forrest Whitaker is l- taking his talents to South Beach. And by South Beach, Uh-oh. I mean Wakanda. He's taking his talents Uh-oh. to Wakanda. He's going to be in Black Panther. Uh, I am all, all, all a thousand percent in on Forrest Whitaker being in Wakanda, being in Black Panther. Oh, no. Doing whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think he'll turn into a full-on Donny Brook. Oh, Jesus. Ah oh, man, but no, I seriously love Forrest Whitaker. He, um, you know, he he brings a lazy eye, but a strong yeah. work ethic. 
to every film that he does. I'm an asshole. But no, I'm serious. I like, I really do like Forrest Whitaker. I think he's going to do, I think he's going to do great things. I sound like, I sound like fucking Trump right now. He's going to do great things. He's going to do huge things. Things are going to be fantastic. He's going to do major. He's going to do major. That's, that's oh. how Trump would say it. Um, Who's a major? <laughs> he's going to do the I, major. What would you like to see Forrest Whitaker do in, in a Black Panther film? Just uh, let, oh, let all right. your mind um, be your guide. Yeah, yeah. So, Charles the king now, right? Yeah. What if there's like a lineage kind of dispute? Oh, like he's a brother, or like an uncle, yeah. like an yeah, uncle. He's, he's, he's the scar to to Charles Simba. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love. You know, it's really weird. I swear, Lion King has come up at least four or five times on the combo characters podcast. <laughs> It just keeps. I don't know why that is. It just keeps coming back. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's always organic. Uh, it's just really weird how that keeps happening. Um, mm. And also in relation to Black Panther, I think this is at least the second or third time. But uh, no, I think that's perfect. I think you're right. Like as an uncle, you know, yeah. as a yeah. uncle Scar, uncle, uh, you know, uncle. Uh, to see, so he's uh, T'Chaka, T'Challa, uh, T'Chumba. Maybe. T'Chumba, yes! T'Chumba. Thumbs up being up with this motherfucker. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker is T'Chumba. I would like to see it. I think that's a that's a fantastic idea. And, and he, he has to say the line, Well, T'Challa, it looks like you can't see the forest from the trees. <laughs> he has to say it. That, this is going to happen. I hope it does. I really hope it does. We'll, we'll come back to this later if it does happen. We'll be like, hey, remember that time, Chris... Uh, so that's it. That's all we have for Casting Corner. We we you know we didn't even get the slice of pie. We just got like a cup of coffee. Two two. Crumbs. I don't even like coffee. He doesn't even like coffee. Luke Cage doesn't like coffee. Doesn't care. Um, we're out though. We're out of Casting Corner. Uh, later, <laughs> later, later See, you, need, you need music drop. You need a. <laughs> we'll work on this. Yeah. Uh, last <laughs> thing we're going to talk about this week is, see, where do we season four now? Of Agents yep. of Shield. Yep. The real big thing about this season is that they've introduced the character that I think nobody asked for. <laughs> uh, at least when it comes to Agents of Shield, nobody asked for this. The first official Marvel downgrading. You are out of the C- MCU. <laughs> You're down into the TV ranks. Uh, no more individual movies for you, Ghost Rider. I'm really curious whose idea it was to do this. I'm not saying it's a bad one necessarily. I'm just, it's such a weird <laughs> thing, man. Like, yeah, I just it, like, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I like that he has a car. I mean, cause some executive is like, well, that's, you know, he usually has a motorcycle. That's two wheels. Fuck that. A car is four wheels. <laughs> well, there is a version of ghost rider in the comic named, named Robbie Reyes, who does have a car just like that. It's like the same thing. And, and oh, yeah? this is this, that version of ghost rider. Yeah. It's, it's a, there's a really good video on YouTube actually about it, uh, where they go into the history of Robbie Reyes and kind of how Shit. that character exists. Uh, I hey. mean, Nick, Nicholas Cage is so just uh, he's an, an an immovable force in cinema history. So that's the only one that sticks in my head. Right, um, and that's also a, a, like a, um, a Hispanic character in the show. Yeah, which I, which I think is great. Um, yeah, we obviously. Uh, need to see more of that. I feel, uh, especially well, in network television and in superhero yeah. genre. Yeah, yeah. 
So Luke Cage is great, but Agents of Shield diversity up the ass. I mean, for all the seasons, basically. Yeah. Um, I think in season two or three, there's like one episode maybe that had like maybe two white characters. <laughs> but yeah, they have a very diverse cast. I, I like it. And even within even within the white cast, you have a lot of diversity. You've got um, like a British girl and right. like an Irish guy. Scottish, Scottish, right. Scottish guy. Um, you got a zombie. Got zombie. I mean, technically, right? Colson. Yeah, Colson's a zombie. Oh, I guess you, you got like a mummy. You know, when Ward was kind of like a mummy, <laughs> sort of. Um, Another movie high. that was made better by the. The mummy, right? Which mummy is it? Is it a mummy? Right? No, it's the mummy. Oh, motherfucker! It's evil tip. It's the mummy. I got to be concerned then. I need to be worried. Because it's the mummy. <laughs> um, I wasn't concerned previously. Um, <laughs> but Agents of Shield, they have Ghost Rider. We you have know, a whole. We're now a few episodes in. Um, they're giving him a lot of screen time too. I was a little surprised yeah. about that. Uh, in the most recent episode, this is kind of a spoiler, I guess, but I also don't think anyone cares. They introduced this group of people. Well, because I'm about to tell you who they are, and no one, nobody cares about these people. I know okay. they don't. It's a group called Darkhold, which there was wow. a Darkhold comic in the 90s. Uh, it's like this kind of cultist group of people. Now, they've kind of switched it up a little bit in the TV show. They're like ghosts, sort of. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but they're but they're the dark hole, and it's like, oh, okay, I remember ridiculous uh, foil cover comics starring them <laughs> coming out that nobody wanted. Um, and then we also have because they're just not going to let this die. I almost, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. The Inhuman thing is so prevalent oh, yeah. in Agents of Shield that now the director of shield is in fact an inhuman uh it's this guy i can't think of his name he's played by jason omara and uh (laughs) you remember the actor's name i remember the the actor's name but not the character's name and he's he's supposed to be from what i read he's supposed to be this character called the patriot Uh. which is an old school marvel character from like the 40s and 50s um but it's weird because he's not an inhuman in the comic or whatever. Uh, but he is obviously they changed it. But he's an just inhuman. Just because of uh, copyright stuff, or well, no, I think they just to make it fit. You know, okay. they like Negasonic Teenage Warhead is like how she is in the movie in Deadpool is not how she is in the comic at all. They basically oh. took they took one mutant and then oh, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. took the Negasonic Teenage Warhead name and just threw that on this other mutant. And that's how they came up with the character in the movie, which is fine. I mean, the movies are totally different things. They don't have to, they don't always have to be beholden to the comic source material that, that strongly. As long as Wait, they get... adaptations? What? Yeah, no, but, you know, comic fans like Eugene don't, you know, I want boomerangs, I want boomerangs on my shirt. I want the little, I want the little, I want the diner hat. Where's the diner hat on the, the boomerang? You know? Um, but, but Agents of Sealed, uh, how do you feel? Like you, you ramped up your shield yeah. watching. Like you, you like stormed through all the seasons and got up. Yeah, so I was on a mission. I, so I mean, I I really wanted to talk to you about this because I feel like you have a a much more fresh mind about this series as a whole. But how do you yeah. feel about this season uh, with with Ghost Rider? It's such a unique, it's such a an interesting choice. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, Jesus, we're deep into, like, serial TV format now. Like, fuck you if you just started watching this. Uh, you don't know who any of these characters are. Uh, they're all kind of really kind of intensely mad at each other for arcane reasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the last season, I thought, kind of, it got way too serious. And uh, just lives were on the line at every turn and every decision. And uh, I, I like that they had the... They threw in the Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi a little bit there towards the end of season three. Uh, but I think that was just the mouse flexing its muscles. Um, Probably. But yeah. <laughs> we own everything you love. <laughs> Your childhood is ours. We're charging you for it. Um, no, uh, for me, season two was really good. I thought the whole family dynamic playing against like her, you know, uh, found family with agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Coulson and everybody else on the bus. Right, especially because Coulson is like a fa- such a father figure yeah. with her. Yeah. yeah, there's a very, uh, I mean, it's a it's a kind of weeding property because his brother's writing it for the most part. Right. So there's there's a lot of Buffy and Giles in that in that dynamic. Um, so I thought that was a really, really strong season. I, I love what they did with the... Um, just that that father character, I forget his name now. Uh, Cal. Oh, the uh, 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 the Mr. Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um, and kind of got a little, you know, on the nose there. How the Inhumans kind of took the ship over, like the Iliad, kind of like Hydra took the ship over in the flashback at the beginning of the season. But it was all right. You know, it, it, it was a good season. I liked it. It was pretty strong. It was solid. Season three was good. Uh, the scope just got too too big. I mean, I, I love the whole part where um, where Gemma was on the planet by herself. Yeah, and kind of yeah. that one and, episode. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good episode. Um, and only when you see that episode will you then you realize why she was so emotional with with Fitz, like at that dinner, like when he gives her the wine. It's like, oh, holy shit! Just because she had this thing on the other planet with this guy about wine. So yeah, I thought. Uh, that, all that's really good, and then fucking Grant Ward comes back in. <laughs> he's much of an antagonist for the viewer as he is for the character. Brett Dalton, that. man, he's just—I don't know what he's got on the producers of Shield, but they, <laughs> he's like, I'm not leaving yet. <laughs> and what's what's the bullet count for him? He's been shot like seven times yeah. before he finally died. But um, yeah, it's uh, it got kind of serious. It got kind of lost in its own, you know, intense looks, its own um kind of mythos but you know fair enough it's telling a story it's doing its level best to try to do it but um i think this season man i really wish something's they're trying to say something so hard with daisy they're, they're trying to just take that character and the whole family dynamic is i think what kind of drove seasons one and two like um you know the you can find your family if you need to and those are the people that you surround yourself with you know, those are your friends those are your uh, in her case, Colson basically, um, and the, the trust they had as a team was amazing. So they really need to bring that back. And I don't see any any quick or quick or easy way to do that. It's just uh, and introducing Ghost Rider is not the way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, talk about throwing a you know throwing a like I'm so bad with cliches. I was about to say throwing a bull in a china shop. Like <laughs> people don't do that though. People don't throw <laughs> bulls around as far as I'm aware. Uh yeah, they, they a, a re- I'm throwing a wrench into the works. That's what I was thinking. There you about. go. There you um, go. Yeah, man. But, uh, it's just to me, Ghost Rider is such a strong character. It's it's yeah. such a like all of your attention goes to Ghost Rider when Ghost Rider is ever doing anything Ghost Rider e. <laughs> like 
Because that's what he does. Like, that's the kind yeah, of character yeah, that he is. Yeah, get some fucking vengeance. That's what he, I mean, that's what he's the spirit of vengeance. That's what he does. When you're trying to balance that with, like, all of these other characters and, like, Daisy's on the drugs. Their side he's stories stealing. and stuff. Yo-yo. Like, and... Just like, oh, man, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you're going to do this well. I mean, you can call it melange, but that's just French for a mix. It's, it's a bunch of stuff going on right now. Um. And then you have Darkhold, you have the ghosts, like, it's just like, <laughs> what do you, it feels, it feels like they're dangerously close to taking a wrong turn yeah, and going into the bad parts of Heroes. Right, where, oh god, yeah, it, it feels really act two, if that makes any sort of sense, you're in the, the hard part to write of a movie. Right. Right before, like, oh, we finally figured out the conflict, we, we solved the problem. It's it's really kind of oh and then this happens and then this happens it's there's no end in sight right now. That being said, I feel like the primary the principal cast because they've been around each other so for so long now. Mm-hmm. I think they're great with each other. I think yeah, like outside of um, Clark Gregg who plays Coulson, you know they're TV actors and I don't I don't mean that to slight them or anything, but. You know, with with a lot with a lot of TV acting, a lot of it has to do with how how comfortable you get with your co-stars, and, and that just takes time. Right. Um, it's an ensemble thing. You, the the chemistry of the cast comes through. Like, yeah, and it really yeah, I feel so like, well. I really feel like it, it it's there. Like they're they got it at this point. Yeah. It's just I wonder if the story that the writers and the producers are trying to tell is going to do them justice for the, for all of the chemistry and goodwill that they've managed to, to bring forth after three years of doing the show. And I right. really am worried. I almost wonder if maybe the reason why ghost writer was introduced is because it was like almost like a hail Mary. Like maybe there was an oh, edict somewhere shit. in between season three and four where they're like, well, there's not even going to be a season four. We're just going to cancel it. And then somebody was like, well, wait, 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 wait. What if we throw ghost rider? It's a guy with a skull. It's on <laughs> fire. It's on fire all the time. He drives the car. It's like fast and the furious meets the exorcist. Whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, and they're like, Your Oh, there's such cops in hell. All right, Jim, but this is your last chance. And Jim's like, "Yay!" And you know, so that's how they got season four green lit. And and maybe maybe that is what happened. But mm. I almost wonder, like, if they bit off more than they can chew. Uh, it, it feels like um, the writers were kind of like at a loss. To, oh, how do we fuck? How do we ramp it up? How, how do, do we get we... out of here? Like, how do yeah. you how do you move forward? I'm really confused. I like it though. I like. I actually, Ghost Rider on his own is way better than I thought he was going to be if he was going to be on a network television show. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I'm real impressed by that. I just still don't know how he fits into the rest of the story and how this works. Yeah. If it was just Daisy and Ghost Rider, then I think, you know, you could have, uh, you, you could definitely do two or three episodes just like with that. And yeah. establish that dynamic and then reintroduce Daisy to the other agents. Yeah. Uh, that would have worked well. Uh, but all, everything at once, it's too much information. A lot going on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're and actually there wasn't even an episode this week. I don't. I don't even. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but so we'll have to. You know, we'll, much like Luke Cage, we will continue forth with that. 
Uh, but that actually brings us to a close for this week's Uh-oh. episode. It went by really <laughs> fast. Oh, yep. Are you like the DJ? Are you like? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. nice, nice, nice. That's nice. That's um. Are you doing the air horn sound with nice? <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. No, 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 nice. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, what a country. <laughs> but thank you, Chris, for coming on. I think I yeah. think uh. We're gonna, uh, you know, and we'll we'll actually have to hash this out with their schedules and stuff. But we're definitely gonna bring you on, uh, for some more episodes while Ig is on the mend. You know, actually, that brings me to another point real quick. Last podcast, I said that Ig gave birth to twins. <laughs> I said that. That is not what happened. Ig's wife, his lovely wife Alicia, I, I, gave I, I, birth. I've he probably cowered in it. <laughs> yeah, he no, because if I mean if he had given birth and he's an inhuman, we need to get him on the show <laughs> right now. Real life inhuman. Um, turns Just out like Arnold Schwarzenegger Jr. Yeah, Jr. style. Um, but Alicia, his lovely wife, uh, gave uh, birth to two twins, but they're still dealing with that. That's a thing. That's gonna be a thing. Like for, for eighteen for a years, while. Uh, but we will continue to push forth and march on, bringing you the best and uh, brightest comic news out there that we can find. Uh, that's every week, every other week. Well, you know, it's as often as we can do it. Uh, for comic book characters, though, this is the part where Ig would normally say, The Fortress of Potitude is closed. I say, stay super, everyone. And Chris says, Woman, love, and dab, dab! <laughs> Tiny Rick! Tiny Rick. All right, everyone. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Hit us up on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. We love to interact. Give a one-star review. Please don't give us a one-star review. But if one it honestly review. would make your day feel better, then by all means, give us a one-star <laughs> review. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Later. <laughs>